Hello, and welcome to the Aligned Birth Podcast. Doula Rachel flying solo today, and I am here sharing a little bit of a hot take, okay? So I've heard this throughout my entire doula career, but I've heard it a lot recently, and I just kind of want to talk about it and share my opinion on it. And it might be for you, and it might not be for you, um, but that's life, right? And I hope you will listen and let me know what you think. If you agree or disagree, I'd love to hear. Hello, and welcome to the Aligned Birth Podcast. We are so glad you are here. I'm Dr. Shannon, a prenatal chiropractor. And I'm Rachel, a birth doula and childbirth educator, and we are the team behind the Aligned Birth Podcast. Between us, we have experienced a cesarean birth, a VBAC, hospital births, and a home birth. Our personal experiences led us to where we are today. We share a lot in common. We are friends from high school who reconnected through our work. We both changed career paths after the births of our own children. We light up when talking about health and birth, and we are both moms to two young boys. This podcast was created to share conversations and interviews about topics from pregnancy and birth to motherhood and the importance of a healthy body and mind through it all. Our goal is to bring you fun, interesting, and helpful conversations that excite you and make you want to learn more. We believe that when you are aligned in body, mind, and your intuition, you can conquer anything. We hope you enjoy the episode. So as a birth doula, we hear very often um, that someone might say, I don't need a doula, I'm getting an epidural, or I don't need a doula, I'm having a cesarean for X, Y, or Z reason, like they already know it, it's planned, or I don't need a doula, those are only for crunchy people, or I don't need a doula, I know I want to give birth in a hospital. Or I don't need a doula. My husband is very involved and is going to take, you know, take the lead and knows exactly what to do. All of those are things I've heard throughout my doula career and even more so like lately a lot. And I just kind of want to talk about that. I'm like to all of those. I think a birth doula is beneficial. Me and my co-doula partner, Hannah, very much share this opinion and are in alignment. And that's why we do what we do and why we work together um, is that, you know, birth doulas are for, we think birth doulas are for everyone, like that everyone should have access to a birth doula and that everyone can benefit from having a birth doula. Now, that doesn't mean that every birth doula is for every person. Like we believe strongly that you have to align with your, your person, your doula who you choose, and that you have to really vibe with them and really like, feel like they can be in your vulnerable space during birth and that you trust them and that, you know, y'all are on the same page with your birth preferences and your needs and wants and all of that. But we do think birth doulas should be available for everybody and, and have, you know, more opportunity to serve birthing people who are doing it in like any of those categories I just listed, like 
if they think they don't need a birth doula because they are getting an epidural, we're over here like, yes, an epidural can really still serve you. Or I don't need an epidural. You know, I'm giving birth in a hospital. And we're like, absolutely. Yes. Most people give birth in the hospital. Like we're here for that. Um, some people might even say, I don't need a birth doula because I'm giving birth at home and I have my home birth midwife. And we're like, well, they serve a role. We serve a role. Like, so learning more about how the birth doula can serve and provide support in all of those like different scenarios is really important. This is how we can make it more available, make it more known, make it like, you know, recognizable about a, how a birth doula can make a difference no matter what kind of birth you're going to have. And so some people might disagree with this opinion. Some people might be like, no, birth doulas are here to make sure that you have an unmedicated, you know, orgasmic, totally peaceful uninterrupted, no intervention birth. I'll tell you, when I started as a birth doula, and even when when I had my first son, I had a similar opinion. I thought that that an empowered birth meant one free of intervention and unmedicated and, you know, no no problems and no twists and turns. It's like it has to go a certain way in order to be satisfying or em- empowering or, you know, truly natural. Because I really don't love the phrase natural birth because I think all birth is natural. Um, I think there's medicated and unmedicated and and supported or free. There's kind of like different ways of describing it. But I think birth is natural. Like saying it's natural doesn't necessarily mean it's unmedicated. Some people might say vaginal birth is natural. But I think belly birth is natural. Like you're still bringing a human into this world. It is natural. Um, so, you know, if you know you want a medicated birth, meaning, you know, you want to give birth in a hospital and you know you want an epidural, um, birth doulas can still help you. If you know your husband's going to be there and he is your rock and he is your everything and he's involved and he's amazing, a birth doula can still help you. If you end up needing a cesarean or you want a cesarean, a birth doula can still help you. Um, and our approach, and so I guess I'll back up because I was talking about, I was talking about where I was when I gave birth to my first, I was very much like it needs to go a certain way in order to be empowering. Now I took all the steps that I thought I needed to take to have that birth. I, you know, switched providers. I went to uh, changed hospitals, chose a hospital that I thought was going to, that did align with me ultimately. Um, but based on, you know, what I wanted, chose a different hospital. I did childbirth education. I did a breastfeeding class. I hired a doula, you know, had a midwife, all the things. Um, really, really like devoured as much content about unmedicated childbirth as possible. Um, And I was fortunate enough that the cards aligned, the stars aligned, everything aligned, and I had a really positive hospital water birth. Um, But even after, so after that, it's almost like it, it sealed the, like cemented in the idea that that those things and those steps equal an empowering, satisfying birth. And so when I started my doula career, I really was on a mission to help everyone achieve that type of birth. And I really felt like I only aligned with people who were seeking that that kind of birth. And that's just being honest. And I think a lot of doulas might start out there. I'm not saying everyone does, but a lot of them do. Um, but that's not necessarily the the most effective way to serve, you know, the vast majority of birthing people. It really closes off doors and opportunities to serve other in other ways 
And so what I learned through the years, really in the past, I'd say three to five years, I've been doing this about nine years. In the past three to five years, I've really shifted my perception in what a truly empowering, satisfying birth looks like. And that's because I've witnessed so many different types of birth now. Before I was a doula or as I was a new doula, I'd only seen certain types of birth and supported certain types of birth. So it really, I just hadn't had enough exposure. Um, And so through the years, I've really evolved in the type of support I provide and that my co-doula and I provide together as a team. And it's really that we shed our biases. Whereas I think when I first started out as a doula, I used my biases as a way to choose clients or attract clients. And now I'm like, I shed my biases. Like what I would do in birth doesn't matter. It's what you want for your birth. And it's about helping you learn about your options. It's about providing access to evidence-based information. It's about providing evidence-based childbirth education, helping people learn about the normal physiological process of birth and the power that lies within a birthing person and the strength and the innate wisdom, and also helping people learn about the challenges that come with birth, the unpredictability that comes with birth, the non-linear nature of birth, and how to navigate that path in a meaningful and effective and supported and informed way so that when you get to the other side of your birth, you feel that empowerment. You feel satisfied because we can't guarantee how birth is going to go. And we can't say that it has to go a certain way in order to feel empowering because then that's just setting us up for failure. So what we help birthing people do is shift that perspective. So say they think it's, I have to do this one thing in order to have that empowering birth. It's like, well, yes, let's go. What are your personal or what are your ideal preferences? Let's focus on those. Let's do the things you need to achieve that. So if you want an unmedicated birth, we got you. Breathing techniques, movement, positional things, hands-on, meditation, visualization, like all the tools you might need and then some to help you achieve that unmedicated birth if that's your preference. Like, you know, you want to do it at home, you want to do it in a hospital, we got you. Either way, it needs its own set of tools. Um, if you want that, that's okay. No, I think that that's what I wanted, right? So I totally get that. I get that for sure. Um, and, but we also want to say, okay, you want that. That's plan A. What do we do if some things come up? So we learn about the possible things that might come up, questions to ask to ensure you're getting all the information, that you have time to think about it, that you have a foundation of education, that you've got a referral network and a resource network to like learn more or seek a second opinion or whatever you need to make a decision at every little twist and turn that comes up, right? Some things are big, some things are little. Some things happen during pregnancy, some things happen during birth, right? We also hear a lot that like, hey, can you just support me during the birth? And we're here for that. But we also believe there's so much preparation that comes before the birth to help you have the birth that you want or to give you the, the best chance at having the best birth possible, right? There's got to be some work done during pregnancy. Um, so if you want that unmedicated, um, you know, really low intervention birth, great. We're going to give you all the tools you need uh, to achieve that. It takes a lot of work 
to, to get there, especially in our current hospital system, if you're giving birth in a hospital. Um, but then we're going to help you learn about possible interventions. We're, we're going to talk about an epidural because you might get to a point where either you want or need an epidural. So if you've not given birth before, you don't exactly know how you're going to cope or do. And so we're going to give you the tools to cope and get through it and try and push through. But there's might come a point where if you're shifting from pain to suffering, pain medication it might be a necessary tool. And we see epidurals as tools that can be really beneficial when used judiciously, when you understand the possible risk and benefits, when you understand the optimal time to get an epidural, when you know that you can still move with an epidural. It doesn't mean you just lay on your back and do nothing for the rest of labor. We teach you about this and it's sort of like softens the view on epidurals so that that it can be a little bit easier for them to access if it, if they decide they need it. And that's what we want. We want people to know that they have options and that they don't have to do it one certain way in order to have an empowering birth, but that needs to be their choice. We're really striving to keep the birthing person in the driver's seat, keep them feeling autonomous, keep the decision-making in their court. These things are what create an empowering birth experience and a satisfying birth experience, not a unmedicated birth, not a one-way birth, right? If you are wanting a medicated birth, we are still for you. We are going to be like pumping you up with like, we got you with all the information about epidurals and other medications that you might need during birth um, or that you might want during birth. We're going to give you the information and we support you in your decisions. We're also going to talk about the normal physiological process of birth and the benefits of, of not interfering with the flow of birth and why that matters. We're going to paint that picture for you. So then you can be like, okay, I still feel like an epidural is for me, or, you know, maybe I'll delay getting an epidural. You know, we're going to give you that information so that you feel like it doesn't have to be one way or the highway. Um, and also, if you're getting an epidural, you know, that optimal time is that four, five, six centimeter, kind of really once you're in active labor time. And that looks different for everybody. So you still have time before you get an epidural. Like if labor is starting on its own, you like still have time where you have to labor and cope without pain medication before you have access to getting an epidural. Even once you decide you want an epidural, it could be 45 minutes to an hour and a half to before that epidural is in and working. Um, so we want you to have the tools that you need so that you don't shift into suffering too soon, so that you're staying calm and that you're staying grounded and centered. So that's breathing techniques, movement, positional things, partner support, um, using your home or the hospital room in ways um, or a shower or a bathtub to help you, you know, feel more comfortable during the surges and during as things are getting more intense, you still need to know how to do that. You know, even if you know you want an epidural, and then when you learn about that, you're like, well, well, if I can go this long, then maybe I could go longer. So you decide like, okay, no, I'm going to definitely get it as soon as I get to this point in labor, or I'm going to wait and see how I'm coping. And then I'm going to get it like, cool. Like, as long as like, you're communicating your needs with us, we are going to support whatever you want. And we're going to give you as much information as you want to help you make that decision. And I don't think having all the information or all the education is the the security blanket necessary to ensure that you are going to have an empowering or satisfying birth. I think that's a piece of the puzzle. You know, a lot of people say if, if they've got the information, they're good to go. But I think it's more than that. I think it's about having support that says, okay, here's the information based on your personal preferences and needs. This is what the, here's some evidence-based research or information about this 
particular topic. But now let's let's ask some some thought provoking questions. Like, what do you want? How do you see this going? How? What's your ultimate fear? What's your ultimate desire for pregnancy and birth? How do you want to feel during this time? How's your partner feel? The the person who's going to be there with you in the birth space, if there's someone there, like, how do they feel about this? What do they need? What are their fears? Because anyone in the birth space is bringing their previous experience, their perception of birth, and their fears and concerns and desires too. So whoever is in that space, all they all need to have these things addressed. Like, so you you need to learn about the individual needs and their preferences. What makes them feel safe? What makes them feel confident? What makes them feel better when they are anxious or feeling stressed out based on that then you as a, as a birth doula this is where we like individualize our care and show up where we shed our biases and we put yours on like a cape and we help meet you where you're at and we don't come in saying it's got to be this way you got to do x y and z to achieve the birth you want we're like all right where we really work hard to figure out where people are and where they want to go and then fill in the in between so that they can get there in a in a in a healthy way and in a like rational expectation way and again empowering and satisfying and that looks different for everyone and so if you know you want an epidural do you see how like a birth doula can come in and help you have the birth that you want with an epidural this matters because if we if as a society, I'll say as a society, if the view is that birth doulas are only for unmedicated births, then we are leaving out a huge population of the birthing of birthing people who could really benefit from getting an epidural. And I would even say that medicated births, inductions, um, epidurals, cesareans need doula support more because there are a lot of decisions that have to happen along the way. There are lots of opportunity for you to be taken out of the driver's seat and feel a little bit more ran over by the process than when you have someone who is a third party being the birth doula who isn't like intimately or emotionally involved. So the partner, the birth partner, the person like spouse, um, husband, wife, whatever is intimately connected and knows the birthing person intimately and then the birthing person has their own feelings and tools and history so and then they have it together but then the birth doula knows birth really well and so we come together as this like trifecta of a team and we navigate the path so if you know you're going to have a medicated birth especially i mean if you're giving birth in a hospital there are routines and protocols and systems at play that are sometimes bigger than, I mean, if we could change the whole, you know, Western birthing culture, we would, but we have to like tackle it one little thing at a time and having a birth doula there slows the process down. It says, okay, yes, we have to make decisions about medical intervention at each point, but how do we still protect like the healthy birth practices at each point? You know, if it's letting labor begin on its own, if it's, ensuring movement during labor with or without an epidural if it's avoiding pushing on your back because that closes the pelvis by 30 percent with or without an epidural right if it's keeping mom and baby together right after the birth that matters like these healthy birth practices that help optimize outcomes need to be protected even if you are choosing choosing or need medical intervention so if you need or want an induction that's a really 
a, a birth doula is going to, like we do a separate like phone call or FaceTime, like about a one hour to one and a half hour phone call if you decide on an induction or need an induction to help you prepare for what's to come so that it can be as smooth and positive experience as possible. Because sometimes people think inductions are the way out, but they can be really long and knowing what to expect. Like what, what do they start out with? What comes next? How long will I be at the hospital? Like, what are my options with monitoring? Can, what's my ability to move around? You know, can I still take a shower? Like, can I still eat? When should I get an epidural? Like all these things, like you might need some guidance on making those decisions. Like it's, I think some people might think, okay, I'm going to go in and the doctors and nurses, they're going to tell me what to do and take care of me. And of course they are, that is their job, but they're also taking care of a lot of other patients. And so the doula is yours. When you are in labor, you have a doula committed to you. And we support our clients like virtually for the first, like um, more manageable early part of labor via text, FaceTime, our walkie talkie app, Voxer. We're in constant communication communication with our clients during early labor. And then as things pick up, we come and we stay with you in person for the duration of your labor. Now, nurses come and go. Doctors and midwives come and go even less. So having that constant continuous support, that's where the true benefit of a doula comes in. Again, medicated or not, if you're needing to choose um, the next step of your induction, like we're going to remind you of the questions to ask. We can brainstorm with you. We can like process with you. And then you ultimately make the decision about the next choice. We're there every step of the way, you know, and we're not, we don't talk on your behalf. That's really important because a lot of people help from my experience, hire us and they are like, we need you to advocate for us. And we always try and like dig deeper on that. We're like, well, what does that mean to you? You know, what we want to do as doulas is teach people how to advocate for themselves because that's a tool that can last a lifetime. When you learn how to advocate for yourself in a medical environment, that is invaluable. And so we don't advocate for you for the most part. We teach you how to advocate. But again, in the birth space, sometimes you're feeling overwhelmed, you've got the birth hormones going, you're in labor land, you're feeling a lot of pain, like making decisions doesn't always come easily when you're in labor. So you might be like, I don't know what to do. So we don't tell you what to do. We say, okay, here are your options based on what your provider said, based on what we know. Here is, you know, remind you of what you might have wanted prior to the birth. Um, give you some options of some, you know, other things we could do if it's, if the, if that's available. And then we say, well, how do you feel about this? Like we remind you that you can take time to think about something. You can ask the provider to leave and think about it with your partner, with us you know, we can help you make the decision. We don't make it for you. We kind of provide the information, remind you to take time to think about it, give you the space you need to think about it, and then remind you it's your choice. You're the consumer, it's your choice. And then you can call the provider back in and say, okay, this is what I'd like to do next. Boom. That's empowering. And that's advocating for yourself. And another example of that might be if the provider's in the room and you're feeling overwhelmed and you don't know exactly what you want to do. We I see this a lot. And they look at me or their partner like, I don't know. I don't know. And I know they know because they spent all that time during pregnancy with us learning. But in the moment, it's like er, your mind goes blank. And that's okay. That's normal. And that's what I want people to know. Like when they're in their logical thinking brain pre-pregnancy or even during b- before the birth, I mean, like 
you're a lot more logical and a lot more clear on what you want. But in the moment, it just like, it can just evaporate. And that's where a doula can come in handy where you're like, we don't say yes, yes, do this for her. Yes, break her water. No, don't break her water. Yes, get her an epidural. No, she doesn't want an epidural. We don't do that. We, when you look at us or you look at me and we're in the birth space and you are like, I don't know what to do. This is where I say, okay, remember what we talked about during pregnancy? Do you remember those questions? The brain acronym? What are the benefits? What are the risks? What are the available alternatives? What's your intuition telling you? Do we have to do this now or nothing? I walk you through that and I'm talking to you. And then you're like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you look to the provider and you work through your questions. And then the provider gives you the information. And then you're like, okay, I still don't know what to do. And I'm like, okay, do you want some? I look at you, the birthing person, and say, do you want some time to think about it? And then you look to the provider and you say, can I have a few minutes? And they say, absolutely. I'll come back in an hour. And then they go. And then we talk about it. And then you you kind of come down from panic mode or you you sort of get a little bit more clear-headed on it. Because if you've spent time during pregnancy learning, it's there. It's in your brain. It's just not on at the forefront of your brain because you're in labor. That's at the forefront of your brain. <laughs> That's how it works. That's how it's designed. That's important. So when you have a minute to kind of collect yourself, it's like, okay, I got this. We kind of slow it down. Maybe we need to do some deep breathing to help you recenter yourself, feel grounded, maybe connect with your partner, uh, holding a hand, a kiss, drink a sip of water. Okay, now I feel better. I'm ready to make the next decision. Or I'd really like to wait that full hour before I make a decision. Okay, cool. Again, this works medicated or unmedicated. This works cesarean or not a cesarean, induction or not an induction. Like this whole process of like slowing it down, reminding you of what you learned, reminding you of those brain acronym questions, reminding you to ask for time. This, we do this process multiple times over the course of a labor. That's what you need to have that more empowering, satisfied birth. Do people do it without doulas? Of course they do. I haven't met many people, specifically my clients, and especially my clients, partners and spouses, who after having a doula at their birth, haven't said, how do people do this without a doula? I hear that a lot. And that's not to toot my own horn, but that is my own husband was that way. You know, he was supportive of me before our first uh, pregnancy and birth. And he trusted me. So when I was like, I want a doula, he was like, I'm not sure about this, but if it's what you need, okay. And then afterwards was like, how do people do this without a doula? Like, and he wants to shout it from the rooftops. If someone's like, I'm pregnant, he's like, do you got a doula? Not because he wants to them to use me. It's because he wants them to have that experience because doulas are for partners too. Like that's another thing. And I mentioned it earlier. That some people might say, like, I don't need a doula. My husband or my wife or my partner, my mom's going to be there. They're, they got me. And I'm like, yes, they do have you. They know you intimately. And having someone you love and trust on that level present is amazing and really important for the flow of birth. Also, we know birth intimately and we're not emotionally invested necessarily in the way that y'all are. So we're able to come with a little bit more clear head and 
with our professional experience, our education, you know, our, our relationship with the provider or that hospital and bring a layer of confidence and that layer of support and that layer of education that if it's not there, it can feel a little bit heavier at times or a little bit more uncertain at times. And you don't know if you don't have anything to compare it to, like if you haven't had a doula, that's fine. But we hear it pretty regularly that, you know, my husband is uncertain about me having a doula because they feel like it's going to replace them. And it is quite the opposite. We are doulas for dads, doulas for wives, doulas for spouses too. And sometimes even more than the birthing person, right? Like we are checking in with them, making sure they're, they have eaten, that they've gone to the bathroom, that they've gone for fresh air, that, you know, they can ask us direct questions. And when they start asking questions and realize we can give them information as they are, as they are feeling the questions or thinking the questions, oh my goodness, they're like, okay, cool. I feel better because partners typically, they want to fix it. They want to help you. They want to support you. They want to know all the answers. They want to know what to do next. They they don't want to see you in pain. They, you know, and that's amazing. That kind of love and support is so amazing and so important. And what we want to do as birth doulas is provide the space and the support necessary for both the birthing person and the spouse or partner so that the spouse or partner can show up in the way that the birthing person needs with as as much emotional availability, physical touch available, like stress-free, like as possible. Because when you're trying to worry about all the things during a birth, that can be a lot. So when you have someone to walk alongside you and shoulder that burden with, or that experience with, and just sort of like take a load off, that feels really nice. And it's really cool. I love seeing, I mean, most of the times when birthing people hire us, they know the benefits of a doula, they recognize them, whereas the partner may not. And I love seeing that evolution in the partner of like a little bit of skepticism and then feeling like, wow, I don't know how people do this without doulas, you know, so we're just as much for the partner. And, and if the partner wants to be hands-on, we're showing the partner how to be hands-on, what type of physical touch is best for different parts of labor, counter pressures, hand massage, foot massage, just holding, um, you know, running a bath for them, getting them food and water. Like if they want to do that, we're going to like give you all the tips so that you, they, so that the partner can do that for the birthing person. And they're like, wow, cool. I didn't know that was the thing. I didn't know. Cause a lot of times they're like, I don't know how to show up. I'm here. I love them, but I don't know what to do. We got you. We can either model our behavior and then you step in when you're ready. We can give you the how-to beforehand so that you can lead the way. And then we sit on the back seat a little bit more. You know, if they want to be really involved, then we're not going to be in there like taking over. We're going to give them all the tools beforehand, do some modeling maybe during labor, and then let them take over. And then we're going to support the space and everything around them and then be there whenever they need us. Sometimes partners are like they know or birthing people know that the spouse or partner isn't equipped or ready or doesn't want to be involved in that way, that's okay too. We got you, you know, and it doesn't have to be a shameful or negative thing. Like if I love when people can identify, like I love my husband, but the, you know, the birth space is not their strong suit. That's okay. Or they're really nervous or they had a bad experience previously. That's okay. So sometimes the partner sits back a little bit and they're, you know, there, of course, but they're not as involved. 
that's okay. We got you. We can do all the physical hands-on support, all the, you know, verbal affirmation, get the water, run the bath, you know, make sure you're fed, all the things. So it can be both. It can be a mix of that. It can be one or the other. Sorry about that. So I think, obviously, doulas are for everyone. And again, not every doula is for every person. So we always encourage consulting with doulas, doing an interview, seeing if you vibe and hire the one that's right for you. Most people don't necessarily hire off a list of services. They hire off of a vibe. And once you connect with someone, you're like, that's my person. That's my doula. And that's a a really good feeling. So we encourage that. Um, And the other example that I didn't have a chance that I hadn't gotten to yet is how doulas can support cesarean birth. Um, We have had clients who have hired us knowing they're going to have a cesarean. We've had clients hire us and have something come up during pregnancy that means they need to schedule a cesarean. And then we've had the unexpected, unplanned cesareans. All of those matter and all of those can benefit from doula support. And a lot of people are like, I don't need a doula. I'm, you know, I'm getting, I'm going in for surgery. Again, we help you prepare during pregnancy for the possibility of a cesarean because 10 to 15% of cesareans are truly necessary for the health of mom or baby. And so understanding that we are glad cesareans exist because I think it can truly save a mom or a baby when needed. Um, but we have a rate in our country currently, the United States of about 33%. So that's about triple what it should be. So then that means we're having a lot of unnecessary major abdominal surgeries. Um, So we want to help provide information so you can learn about the normal physiological birth process and why it's important, benefits of labor starting on its own, um, risk factors that necessitate a cesarean, um, and then how to have a gentle cesarean. Did you like, boom, who even knew? Like, again, some people are like, well, if I need a cesarean, well, like, do I need you? And we're like, well, do you want to prepare for a gentle family-centered cesarean? Do you want to know what questions to ask? Do you want us to walk you through the process, like step by step of what it looks like to have a cesarean? Do you want to tell you like how you can maximize this experience? Did you know you could ask for X, Y, and Z? Um, did you know you could ask them to slow down during the process, to play music, to not talk shop during uh, the surgery, to get get your skin to skin and initiate breastfeeding as soon as possible, delay cord clamping, do a clear drape, let you see your baby as they come out if that's what you want, Um, have someone designated to walk you through everything that's happening so that you don't feel overwhelmed. Again, the whole point is to keep you as much in the driver's seat and present and grounded and in control as possible because that's going to help you feel more satisfied with the experience because birth is birth. Cesarean is a surgery, but you're still giving birth through your belly, belly birth. I like to call cesareans belly birth because birth is an emergence, right? Whether it be vaginal or through your belly, birth is birth and it matters. And so we have a cesarean birth planning workbook, questions to ask your provider um, to explore all of your options. Now, knowing not all hospital locations offer all the options, but wouldn't it be nice to know beforehand what is available to you in the event you need a cesarean and give an opportunity for you to ask all the questions that you want to know about beforehand? We are your guide for that. And then we're there to process with you as much as you need beforehand about the the planning for that cesarean or the fear and doubt around the cesarean or the excitement around the cesarean. Like we are going to process that with you every step of the way 
we can talk to the partner about how they can support you during a cesarean. Because again, that can be, it's a very sterile environment. You got to wear like, you know, all the garb, the hat and the onesie thing, you know, keep everything sterile and, and gloves and booties. It can feel very like disconnected. So how do we stay connected during this time? How can you, as the partner show up, in the best way possible, most supportive way, because a lot of places around here don't allow the doula into the, um, if they're the second support person, you know, if you have a spouse or partner there, then we're not usually permitted into the OR. Um, but on occasion we get in and it's a dream. I love it. It's really cool. And I think it's really important talking and spreading awareness about doula support in the during a cesarean is really important because when the baby is born, the spouse or partner usually goes to be with the baby and the doula can stay with the birthing person and continue to walk them through what's going on and be supportive for them as they as like everything is flying around them. Like, you know, you're getting your closed up from the surgery and like there's anesthesia anesthesia going nurses are going baby care is going and a lot of the everyone in there seems to be focused on everyone else or other things than the birthing person and their actual mental and emotional state and a doula can help with that and I would love to see doulas allowed in the birthing space I think I mean in the OR for cesarean I think that can make a really big difference but if we're not able to be there in person for you we do a lot of preparing beforehand so that you have, again, the best chance of having the best birth available to you, no matter what. And so, and then for some people who aren't planning a cesarean and they have an unexpected, unplanned cesarean, that can be very taxing and stressful. And so we do some prep before the birth to say, okay, if you need a cesarean, we want you to know you have done all the things leading up to it to avoid that cesarean. We remind you that 10 to 15% of cesareans are truly necessary. We help slow down the process for you. We help you ask questions because again, you're going to be shifting from being in labor to going into surgery. And there is time. This is not always a truly, truly rush, rush situation. It can be slowed down. You can ask questions like everyone take a deep breath. And we encourage that and we help facilitate that and that shift again, so that you can, as a birthing person, have time to kind of get on top of things, get on top of your like thoughts and feelings and the questions you want to ask before you go into surgery. Um, and we help facilitate that. So for anyone out there, any naysayers, I guess, that think that doulas are not for all birthing people and all birthing scenarios, I hope that this this episode, this podcast, this information has helped shift your perspective on that and help maybe open your eyes to the benefits of doula because we need to spread awareness about birth doula support so that more people know about it. And it's not like, what's a doula? It's more like, yes, a doula, you know, getting family members on board for helping contribute to paying for a birth doula as part of a gift or gift registry. Um, that can be a really great, great way to shift things. Um, prioritizing this kind of support, you know, most people that we work with afterwards, they're like, I need a doula for everything. <laughs> like, can I have a doula for going to the gynecologist? Can I have a doula for going to see the neurologist? Can I have a doula for making decisions at the pediatrician? <laughs> because you realize like you need this, like, not everybody, right? But a lot of people need this, like, this little third party, non-biased, but educated professional person, you know, 
I even can admit for me when I've been in the doctor's office and something's come up and they're asking me to do something or to do a procedure or a test, I feel like I go blank. And then I have to remember all the tools that I am equipped with, but it takes a minute. So it's only natural for like and understandable for people to kind of go blank, but then having someone there to be like reminding you of your options and what questions to ask is really, really important. But yeah, I want to see doulas everywhere and for everyone and more access um, and just general awareness. That would make me so, so happy. So a little bit of a hot take today. You can let me know if you think this is, if you agree with my hot take or if you disagree. And I'm all for a nuanced conversation because there is no one size fits all. Everything is multifaceted and I love differing opinions and conversation. So, hey, maybe this is a new new conversation that we can have. I'm here for it. So um, thank you for listening today. If you have enjoyed this episode, I would love if you could like screenshot it and then post it on your social media and give us a tag. We are at aligned underscore birth. If you are feeling really generous and want to leave us a review, your words mean the world to us and it helps more people find our podcast. And the more people that listen to our podcast means we get to keep doing this uh, free podcast longer because we love this work and we love sharing about birth and motherhood and um, prenatal care and all the things. So if you can leave us a review, we would greatly appreciate it. And if you were just tuning in to listen and don't want to leave a review, no worries. Please tune in next week for a brand new episode and have a beautiful day. Thanks for listening to the Aligned Birth Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, screenshot it and tag us on Instagram at aligned underscore birth or leave a rating and review. If you don't want to miss our newest episodes, be sure to tap the subscribe button. Your support is greatly appreciated. As always, we strive to bring you lots of information because knowledge is power and applied knowledge is empowerment. Thanks again for being here and see you next week.